Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig. And on November 7th, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, it was week two of our Heaven and Hell series. And we preached on hell. So it was a weighty sermon. Pastor Craig, uh, can anybody get out of hell? And maybe we can even put into this um, Hades, whether it's before the resurrection, after the resurrection, when you die, if you are in the bad place, is there any world in any way, any scenario where there's a second chance? So this one's, I think, pretty clear in scripture. Uh, There's a couple of easy researchable uh, chapters that you can look up. Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed for men once to die, men and women. And after that, comes the judgment. It's pretty conclusive. It's pretty, yeah. I mean, there's a timeline given to us for a reason, and I think it's a warning. Uh, There's a reason why Jesus talks about hell more than any other topic, uh, more than any other person in scripture. Um, In fact, he talks about hell twice as much as he talks about heaven. And I think that's because his his desire is that nobody ends up there, right? right? Which goes along with the book of Peter, where it says, it's Mm -hmm. not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So I think Jesus is communicating that to us when he tells us about the realities of hell. C.S. Lewis said of hell, Mm -hmm. there's no doctrine which I would more willingly remove from Christianity than this, if it lay in my power, but it has the full support of scripture and especially of our Lord's own words. It has always been held by Christendom and it has the support of reason. We dismiss the doctrines we don't like, uh, we don't understand, or we can't wrap our minds around fully. And this is definitely one of them. I heard somebody say the greatest... The greatest ploy, the greatest plot the devil ever pulled is convincing the world he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't exist and hell doesn't exist, suddenly we have a brand new future for ourselves. Yeah. And we we convince ourselves there's no there's no consequences for anything we do and for mm-hmm. our rejection of Jesus Christ, which is the the worst of things. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. We live in in a world where we demonstrate that we are rebels against God's plan for us on a regular basis. Um, and we live in this attitude of rebellion from the moment we're born. Uh, you don't need to teach any kid uh, how to be bad, how to steal, how to lie, right? It comes out but of their DNA. Your girls are so good. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. Well, my girls are an exception. Yeah. But you, even when we get to be a, a, adults, right, we, we have to take classes on how to mm-hmm. think positively and how to, how to, how to use our communication mm-hmm. in, in good ways or how to control our anger. You know, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of seven-step programs for everything, but none of them are seven-step programs <laughs> on how to be bad because that is what comes natural to us. And so I would say, that we we are rebels to the end mm. and some of us enjoy being rebels more than others and so the question is does a rebel want to escape hell and i would i would say that there's an attitude that we live in this world especially mm. if we live in rebellion against god's plan that we take to the afterlife with us yeah. and when when you're when you correct your child it is the rare occasion for the child to say oh father you are right i am wrong i <laughs> repent in in dust and ashes right? i mean i did that to my mother I and mean, that was <laughs> right. basically standard operating the, the natural thing is to defend himself or her, herself and to to show you you're wrong or if they can't do that they just scream until they yeah. get their way right this is this is in a very real sense, the human nature that we have built into each one of our DNAs because of the fall. And so we call that a rebellious nature. And that's why uh, Jesus gives a parable, actually, um, in Luke sixteen twenty six, And he talks about, um, he gives a picture of 
where spirits are now yeah. being held until the resurrection yeah. and after which they'll be cast into the lake of fire. Yeah. They're in this place called the abyss where the rebellious angels yeah. are, are chained up. And Jesus talks about a parable like that uh, in, in um, 1626 in the book of Luke. Yeah. And he says, besides all this, between you and us, there's a great chasm that has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able and none may cross from there to yeah. us. In other words, when you make a decision in this life, if you're yeah. being held in chains of darkness until the judgment day when you will receive your resurrected body and uh -huh. be thrown into the lake of fire, which is created for the devil and his angels, not for humans. Yeah. It's created for all who are in rebellion against him. And so there is no way to escape that even... Yeah. Even you if know, you wanted to. Even if you wanted wouldn't to. wouldn't matter, yeah. But the question is, I wonder if you would want to. And and um, the rich man, even in that parable, yeah. the, the rich man who is suffering in this place, uh, even admits that his people, his family, if Abraham goes back and... And witnesses yeah. to them, even they, the, yeah. Abraham says, even if the dead rise from the dead, yeah, they're, they're still not going to believe it, yeah. which happened. Jesus, well, Jesus rose Jesus from the dead. Did. Isn't that hilarious? And he yeah. was right. Yeah. And there's a rebellious heart in us that we take with us to the yeah. end. And, and that never leaves us. Yeah. There's a, when I was in my message on this one, I spent quite a bit of time talking about the ruin of the soul and the gnashing of teeth. And one of the, this is probably one of the most challenging parts of the doctrine of hell for me, but, um, there seems to be a destruction of the body and the soul, although they're never destroyed. And it's this idea of like ruined and um, that God gives in hell, like he gives them over to their sin. So like right now we have all these restraints in us. We have yeah. the conscience, we have the word of God, yeah. like your grandma might've taught you as a kid. Yeah. You have family, you have government, you have all these things that prevent us from being the worst we can be. And we get glimpses into it when you see somebody like rage and they lose all sense of whatever and they're given over temporarily to these. Yeah. But even then the conscience or accountability or other people come in and, and kind of rein you in and bring you back to normality. But we see a picture of a complete giving over of the demons. Yeah. And every time demons speak in scripture, I mean, they remember when they see Jesus and they're like, I am, I am legion, right? And then they're like, don't send us to the abyss. Yeah. And they didn't say, we're so sorry. Would you give us another chance? Yeah. And what you see with the demons and people are always like, why are they so bad? And they're so bad because they have been given over yeah. completely. Um, humans have had this intermediate place called being alive where we're sinful, fully sin, but we're not as bad as we could be. Whereas in hell, it seems that you're given over to this completely. So it's your full wrath, like all Absolutely. of that anger, you're fully lustful, you're fully fearful, yep. you're fully vengeful. Like there is no restraint. And so people are like, well, don't they want to come out? And the scriptures say that there's weeping, which people automatically assume they're sad over it. No, it's, it's probably over pain, but there's gnashing of teeth. Yeah. And the gnashing of teeth is used to describe before somebody's going to go kill somebody or harm them. It's a gnashing with intent to malice or it's an anger with intent to harm. And um, so like, can anyone get out of hell? No, I mean, I'm agreeing with you like hundred percent. Yeah. And then you asked the question, I thought it was really good, which is, do they want to get out of hell? Yeah. And I, I have no evidence that they do. Demons don't want to, they, they don't ever beg. No. It, but that's the nature when you're given over. It's like, yep. you know, and it's interesting in the book of Revelation, when the end comes and yeah. tribulation goes full force, the church is somehow removed. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is, is removed. There, there's a there's a time of absolute chaos. Mm -hmm. When that happens, it's, it says toward the end of Revelation, the people of the earth will realize mm -hmm. it's God pouring out his judgment and they'll hate him more. Yep. Isn't that nuts? Have you ever, did you ever get in trouble as a kid? 
and you get sent to your room and you love your mom more for it or your dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you think about that, it's like nobody's in the room. Be like, I wish I could be reconciled That's to my mother. Right I'll now. eat soap and I'll go blind. And and that'll teach him. That'll teach him. You know, like maybe she'll love me. Or it's, it's insane. But I, I think that's like a. You know, that's a kid being you know, given over to their anger and yeah. discipline and, and hell's worse. The scripture says those who love his appearing, mm. right? We as believers, we have bent the knee to Jesus. We yeah. have surrendered our will to his. We have said, whatever you want is better than what I want for myself. And we can't wait to see him. Yeah. We celebrate that at communion. Those who await his appearing, who mm. can't wait for his appearing. But there's another group of people that are going to be fearful and hate his appearing. Yeah, well. And they take that attitude with them into eternity. Yep. And C.S. Lewis talks a little bit about that even more. He says, rebels to the end, the mm. doors of hell are locked from the inside. Wow. And so I, I uh, mm. terrifying words, but yep. put into the context of what we're talking about, the question is, does anyone not, can anyone get out of hell? The question is, would they want to? Yep. And I'm not quite sure, as weird as this is to yep. say, I'm not quite sure they would want to because then they would have to admit yep. for eternity they were wrong and walk into the presence of a holy God with stained clothes, yep. reminded of uh, for eternity yep. of what they have done in rebellion against him. Amen. Well, thank you for that. And I want to invite you back next time. We have more questions on heaven and hell in the spiritual realm on Sermon Q&A. 